amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I want to spend a few minutes on the coronavirus outbreak here in the U.S. Also, I want to talk about the situation over in Europe, too. But let me begin with some comments the president made at his town hall last night, and it has to do with face masks. Here was a back and forth that he had with moderator Savannah Guthrie. Something happened, but as far as the mask is concerned, I'm good with masks. I'm okay with masks. I tell people wear masks. But just the other day, they came out with a statement that 85% of the people that wear masks catch it. So, you know, they this didn't is say a very that. I know that study. Well, that's, 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 a- that's what I heard, and that's what I saw. And regardless, but everybody's tested, and they're tested often. That's what I heard, and that's what I saw. Well, then he didn't hear or see the details of the actual study. And again, I just come back to the fact that you're the president of the United States. Like, you got to get this information correct. And if he had talked to the people over at the CDC, I mean, this isn't hard to find or comprehend. There was a specific study that was done that involved about 150 patients who were surveyed on one particular question. And... They didn't find that 85% of mask wearers catch COVID-19. They found that of the group surveyed, those people had, 85% of that group had reported they had worn a mask often or always around the time they would have become infected. Now, there's a lot to that. First of all, you can wear a mask and catch the coronavirus. The mask is to prevent you from spreading your potentially infected droplets to others. So like I see at some of these rallies, you have a couple of people wearing masks. Well, they're protecting the people around them, but if you're in a big crowd and nobody has a mask on around you, even if you're wearing a mask, you can still catch this coronavirus. And also, there are some other parts of the study that just completely got glossed over. The fact that most of the people reported shopping or being in a home with multiple people, and they were twice as likely to have eaten at a restaurant, and you're not wearing a mask when you're eating at a restaurant. Maybe you're wearing it at points during the evening, but not while you're eating and drinking. So, look, that's the study. Now, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former FDA administrator in the Trump administration, he was asked about all of this today on CNBC. Here's what he had to say. Uh, Chris Christie uh, yesterday said that it was a mistake for him not to wear a mask. And then the president last night during the town hall, Sven Guthrie, uh, really quizzed him again about masks. And he pushed on the point that, that I think that Joe was asking about, citing this study, saying that you know, that, that masks are, are, are not a panacea. My question to you is, you know, listening to Chris Christie on one side and listening to the president on the other side, it, it, it's, it was two very different views of the world. What's your view? 
Well, look, masks are not a panacea, but they're going to afford you a level of protection. And in an environment where, you know, the alternative is having a raging epidemic that's going to force, force some kind of economic dislocation, I'd rather try to get everyone in masks, and I'd rather try to get them in high-quality masks, because we know it's going to slow down the transmission. It's going to have an impact. Um, you know, the, the study that they cited, that CDC study, isn't really um, a, a good piece of evidence to draw the kinds of conclusions that some people are drawing that masks don't work. Masks are partially protective. They're not foolproof. If you wear a better quality mask and you wear it more often, you're going to get more protection. But what they do is, try to, is they cut down on your ability to transmit the infection if you're infected. That's what they primarily do. So that's what he had to say about that study and some of the comments about that study. And then Dr. Gottlieb was also asked, this was on Squawk Box on CNBC, uh, a little bit more about masks. And here's what he had to say on that topic. So let me ask you straight up. Do you think it's a mistake for the president to, to continually raise questions about wearing masks and clearly not to model wearing masks? Yeah, I do. I think the president should be out trying to model behaviors that are going to allow us to maintain as much of what's important to us in terms of sending our kids to school and keeping economic activity going while reducing the transmission rate. Um, we have an epidemic that's starting to gallop here in the United States, and we need to look at the simple things that we can do to try to get control. Masks are the simplest thing we can do. I think the president should be trying to champion that and getting more people to adhere to wearing better quality masks and doing more to get good PPE to people. There's still shortages of PPE. School teachers can't get N95 masks. They should be wearing high-quality masks in those settings. And it just frustrates me because... Again, this isn't complicated stuff. You don't have to be an epidemiologist or an infectious disease specialist uh, to understand that CDC study, what it's actually saying. And I just don't know why people are so intent on trying to make it out to be something that it's not. The governor's spokesperson, Fred Piccolo, did the same exact thing on Twitter. I, I, I just don't get it. Like, we know how this works at this point. And, and Chris Christie, you know, yes, when he was in the debate prep sessions and when he was at the Amy Coney Barrett event at the Rose Garden, and, of course, part of the event took place inside where a lot of the transmission of the virus likely took place, yes, he should have been wearing a mask, but that might not have prevented him from getting it. He wound up in the ICU for seven days. I didn't even realize that. that was something new that I saw last night, but it would have helped, you know, maybe he was the first one to have it. It would have potentially helped the spread that way. It's not 100%, but at the moment, it's pretty much the best that we've got. Yeah, and you're seeing these studies now about remdesivir that it may not be as effective in terms of mortality. So we're pretty much back to what we originally New. Yes, we have vaccines that are in clinical trials. Yes, we have antivirals that are being, you know, looked at. But in terms of like the baseline ways that we can protect each other, the CDC comes back to it. Wear a mask, socially distance. And yeah. that's important to remember, you know, hopefully we'll have these other remedies, you know, in the next, you know, six to 12 months. Who knows? But for the time being, we've been living with this for seven months now. We know mm -hmm. what works and what doesn't work up to this point. So I think, you know, that's it was interesting to hear Dr. Gottlieb say that about, you know, what the president's message should be. And he, he said yeah. last night, he's like, you know, I'm fine with masks. That's fine for you to say that, but lead by example. That's all people are right, asking exactly. him to do. 
Now, here's the situation over in Europe and how it could potentially relate to the situation here in the U.S. Again, this is uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, former FDA administrator uh, in the Trump administration on CNBC. So in Europe, their daily uh, rolling average went above the United States. Not great. Not great there. Seeing some more lockdowns. Now, today, we're finding daily U.S. virus cases are at the highest level uh, since August. So Europe and the United States uh, both seeing a, a resurgence of virus cases. It's worrisome, uh, but it's maybe not unexpected. Well, certainly not unexpected, especially if you've been watching this show. I mean, we've been talking about the fall um, surge for a long time now. I think that this is the beginning of that of that reality. Europe's probably two or three weeks ahead of us. I think that we're in for a difficult fall and winter. Um, we're going to have more cases. We're probably going to eclipse our prior totals. We'll have more hospitalizations. Right now, we're pushing 37,000 hospitalizations, and that's building pretty quickly, even here in the tri-state area when you talk to hospital executives. I think the, the silver lining is that the death rate is going to be substantially less now than it was um, certainly during the spring and even during the outbreak in, in the yeah. south, the epidemic in the south that we had in the summer. So we're going to do a better job preserving life. Now, whether or not that's enough to change people's psychology around the disease, I don't really think so. I think this is still something that most people are going to try to actively avoid and be worried about getting. And I've been taking a look at some of the numbers here in the state of Florida. We have not seen, we're going to, unfortunately, but we're not seeing it just yet, a massive surge of the virus. Uh, what we are seeing is in other parts of the country, especially the Midwest right now, Wisconsin in particular, Iowa, uh, they're having a real, real tough time with the virus. South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, in really bad situations. And uh, eventually it's going to come here in Florida, especially because we've reopened as much as we have. And, and in a lot of cases, the uh, things that we were just talking about, the social distancing, the wearing of the face masks, it's its just not being adhered to. Uh, so inevitably, it's going to hit, and it's going to hit a bit harder. I think one of the differences between the South and some of the places that are getting hit hard now, you have the fall season already in effect up north, and they will hit winter uh, soon, and that causes problems just because you have more people inside congested all of that and that's that's what this virus is looking to do it's looking to take advantage of those situations and spread here we can still be outside more and do those kinds of things which is helpful um but the trend line isn't good no matter how you look at it in in europe it's even it's even worse right and that's disturbing to hear that that they're you know three yeah. weeks ahead of us because it's like what happened before when this yep. first started, they were ahead of us. Then we got sucked into it, too. But the other thing I thought Dr. Fauci brought up yesterday, which I think people need to start thinking about, we're only about a, a month and a week away from Thanksgiving. So that's something else that they're finding, that the virus is spreading through certain family events. And, you know, people are going to be traveling or going to different places. You know, if you have a small family, you know, and you're local, that's one thing. But if you're talking thinking about going to – you know, back home to New Jersey for or New York for some big gathering that you're used to doing with your family every year. Yeah. That's something that people need to seriously reconsider, split it up, do it virtually if you need to. Um, but, you know, that's another because you're going to get into the holiday travel season and that could be very potentially drive the numbers through the roof. Some people are still, believe it or not, talking about herd immunity and and all of that. And I just want to kind of put things into perspective for a second so the infection fatality rate, it's basically what we thought it was going to be months ago. It's, it's generally the estimates are about half a percent. The CDC says it's a bit higher. 
somewhere in there, it's, it's about five times deadlier than the flu. And right now we're at, we're approaching 220,000 deaths, but just for this exercise, let's say 215,000 deaths. So if you do the math, that would mean about 43 million infections. If the infection fatality rate is half a percent and you've got 215,000 deaths, you take the total population of the country, you would have about 43 million infections. You got 330 million Americans. That puts us at 13% in terms of the amount of Americans infected. Okay, herd immunity at best you're talking 40, 50, 60% of the population. So that shows you how far we would still have to go. Now you could have pockets where the infection has spread more and you might be a little bit closer to that. But as a whole, despite how much this virus has spread throughout this country, that gives you a sense of the scale that you would be needing to get to in order to achieve herd immunity. So again, forget that. That's just, that's not an option. Doing the little things that we've talked about, that's our best chance to balance some kind of normalcy, some kind of functioning economy and save lives. But I tell you what, we are in for the, the third wave. And, and, you know, they're getting the second wave in Europe for us is really the third wave. I mean, we had the initial wave that hit the Northeast really hard, some other states, and then the second wave that really hit the Sun Belt hard. And now you've got the third wave that's ripping through the Midwest and eventually will make its way to other parts of the Northeast. We'll probably get hit pretty hard too. And then eventually us uh, here in the South as well. So uh, it's going to be a rough couple of months as we uh, continue to make progress towards some more permanent solutions like potentially a vaccine. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 